Matt Stapp. It's now Christmas season, now that we're past Thanksgiving. What do you want under the tree? A lot of football. Tepid Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber and joining us on what is, uh, I mean, it's, we're, we're recording this in November kind of that weird some teams are like it's it, here's what stinks normally i'd say hey you guys get to play in december not true for teams playing on thursday yeah there's a there's a few games i think in uil 11 man we have two mm-hmm. or three games on three games on thursday night mm-hmm. so there's six teams that technically have not entered december football quite yet yeah so thanks a lot it's a lot to the calendar thanks a lot calendar dumb to use the mayan calendar this is your regional Semi-final, regional final. Oh my gosh! Yeah, regional finals edition, or is it state seven. quarterfinals? Seven eight seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I, I am of the opinion that it's a regional final because to me that is something that you can control. It is something that, like, if you win a region, that is that is a real accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by district, whatever area, whatever, whatever you want to call those. But I think that winning a region is an accomplishment. And it used to be, or back in back in my day, before state championships in certain parts of of, six, of, of football, especially six man football, region was as best you could do. Yes, Everman uh, has a has a regional title, yeah. and that was the last game they could play that year. So back, I back in the early sixties, I there. say we let it rock. Um, that would be my my uh, official. Yeah, story. I don't. If you I, and I get it because there's a lot of you know we have a lot of new Texans mm-hmm. who don't understand the uh, nomenclature of by district mm-hmm. area. So I get it. You know, I understand if you're new, quarterfinals is easier to digest because you can mm-hmm. you can say that. I think the UIL actually prefers regional final, but it's funny because on their brackets on the website it says quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. But that's because they use the max preps yes, template. Yes. It's a template. For those of you who don't know, the UIL brackets are a max preps template, which is the same for basically every state. So, you know, if you want to say state quarterfinals, I, I'm not going to be upset about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, 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 it doesn't bother me. You're wrong, but, like, you know, it's fine. You're not it's a, wrong. It is, it is a regional final. You, is you regional are, final. Re- region, regional championships are being played this week. This is your regional final preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a moment, Step and I will recap the regional semifinals and get you into our our final game draft of the year. That's what this is. Because next week we go twenty. We go twenty for twenty. We just yeah. We just go. Tw- we're just going all twenty. Quick, quick hits on all yeah, twenty. On twenty. Next week will probably be a little bit longer. It'll be a stuff. big beefy podcast. Maybe our maybe who who knows if our computer will hold up. But first, Matthew. <laughs> no one knows. But first, Matthew, we'll start as we always do, with our Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented. By Country Meats. Mm-mm-mm. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. Have a team in need? Country Meats makes fundraising easy and lets you earn 50% profit. Reach your team's goals fast. Use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order at CountryMeats.com. That's promo code STEPP10 at checkout at CountryMeats.com. CountryMeats.com. Deck the halls with boughs of meat sticks. Follow la la la. I mean, 
Well, Who doesn't la, la, want a bunch la. of meat sticks hanging off the walls exactly. when they're <laughs> getting ready for Christmas? That's exactly what I want, Matt Step. I don't know why you're laughing. That's what my house looks like. Matt Step, your Texas High School fun fact of the week. Um, I haven't double-checked this, but uh, I, I feel... Let's go with it. We're going to go with we're it. We're going to go with it. So Canadians scored 199 points in their first three playoff games, right? Okay. My guess is that's probably the most of any team in Texas. I, uh, I can think of at least one. Who? Might be Brock. Ooh, let me check Brock real quick. And Winsboro maybe also. Mm-hmm. Brock and Winsboro both scored 70 points back-to-back weeks. Brock. Ooh, you might be on something. Brock has scored uh, 210. All right. We got a new clubhouse leader. Let's check Winsboro. Uh, has Winsboro scored more than 210 points? You're listening to live coverage of me getting the calculator <laughs> out. Oh, uh, no. They only scored 30 in the first week. So that's going to, oh. so they're only going to have 170 something. Anyway, so Brock what, scored. What, what are you even doing over there, Winsboro? Brock what, is, what are y'all even doing? Brock has scored 210 points in their first three playoff games. Matt okay. Step. What is the record for the most points scored in the playoffs in an, in a single season by a team? Oh wow! Um, so the highest scoring team in Texas UIL eleven man Texas high school football playoff history. That's a really good question. Uh, is it like Travis when they won the the six A title like in twenty sixteen or something? It is not, and I'll give you a hint. It is more recent than that. Really? Hmm? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who has a flamethrower offense recently? It's won state championship. How about twenty twenty? No, they scored. Didn't score enough in the state championship game. Do you want to do you want a hint? That's going to give it away. Sure. Probably the most lopsided state championship game we'll ever see. Oh, was it Mart when they beat Groover? Mart. 2019? Mart scored in 2018. 18, okay. Mart scored a whopping staggering as he lost his place. There it is. 385 points in six playoff games. They beat West Harden 80 to nothing. They beat Bowie sixty six to eight. They beat Grapeland sixty four to twenty two. They beat Munster fifty nine to nothing in the oh, regional that, final. Oh, was that that game? Fifty nine nothing. Then they beat Fall City by a relatively close forty to thirteen. And then of course seventy six to thirty three over Groover in a game that, as somebody who was there, was not that close. No, seventy six to thirty three does not do that game justice as far as how lopsided that game was. So Mart twenty eighteen Mart a lot of window dressing. Uh, yeah, it was. So there you go. Your Texas High School Wall fun fact of the week. Time for our regional semifinal recap, Matthew. And it's brought to you by our friends at Wing. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get faced, fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. See if, to see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Football. It was a fun regional semifinal weekend, Matt. It was a fun weekend. Love the Black Friday playoffs are the best because you got – it's just – it's a – you overload on Thanksgiving food on Thursday, and then you overload on playoff football on Friday. It's it's the one time of year. Um, yeah, it's really the one time of year where high school football resembles college football as far as scheduling is concerned. Because mm-hmm. college football, what people love about college football is you can sit on your couch all day starting at 11 o'clock, and then maybe if Hawaii is playing, you can go all the way until 2 a.m., right? Yeah. Just, just 
keep on rolling through football, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have to have to move. One of the great and terrible things about high school football is that games tend to all kick off at the same time. They all tend to kick off between about 6 and 7.30 on Friday. Correct. There are some Thursday games, obviously, some Saturday games, but the blind share is there. There's only one day a year, really. Um, and, yeah, I guess two days, if you include Saturday, too, like the, like uh, Thanksgiving Saturday, because there were a decent number of Saturday yeah, games. Yeah, it was a decent number. But there's only one day a year where you can do the college football thing, which is sit on your couch and just watch high school football day, and that was Friday, and it was a great day. Yeah. It was a bit of a wild day, too. It was. It was. Now, prior to state championships all being in the same location, you did have that a little bit more mm-hmm. in the playoffs with, with Saturday because you had more Saturday playoff games. Uh, with small schools, mm-hmm. so you might have it a little bit more. With state now, with state championships kind of being set, there's very you know really yeah. Saturday is kind of limited to your six A's. So let's go back to the games we picked in last week's uh, unforgettable episode. Step took Carthage and Pleasant Grove. Matt Step is Carthage going to win four titles in a row? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let, let me just say this first off. That w- so so I was at the Alamo Dome Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had my tablet and my laptop, and then Mike Roach mm-hmm. and Ish had their laptops out, so we were four screening it. We oh, we were man. we had four. four f- you were four screening it while watching with it a game in front of you live. Yes, so, living your best life. Oh, we we and I smuggled in Taco Palenque. It was just a great oh, day. Um, let me tell you, Carthage and Pleasant Grove was a war, just an absolute. Knockdown, drag out, street fight of a football game, and I loved every second of An it. It was classic. such a good game. I, I, I locked. Now I didn't see the first half. Um, we locked in basically after halftime, the whole second. And you know, for a little while, you know, for a minute there, you thought Pleasant Grove was going to pull away. It was twenty. It looked 14. like it. Kind of thought Pleasant Grove was going to pull away, and man, Carthage just that. The, it's cliche, but man, they just they just you got to you have to kill them. You cannot let them hang around. They they will. They will rot. They will uh, the Undertaker meme yeah, rising out of the are. coffin. It's just it's everything about it. It was an unbelievable performance from Carthage, and it, you know it's you feel bad for Pleasant Grove in a way because this, this was kind of their year, and they felt like this was the year they had they could beat Carthage, and it lined up for them. Carthage. The scary thing about Carthage is how young they are. That's what I'm saying, man. They are so young, and yeah, Pleasant Grove just couldn't couldn't put them away. And cre- credit to Scott Surratt and that Carthage ball club, man. They found a way. Let me. Well, what a well, great football game! We'll get, we'll get to them in a moment, but yeah, I, I do for for Carthage. It's just every year they have one, right? Every year they have one close call. Last year it was Glen Rose, twenty twenty one it was China Spring, right? Twenty twenty, and they they lost that game, obviously. Yeah. Twenty twenty, they had one close call. I want to say in twenty twenty, they always have one. I can tell you real quick. Yeah. Who was it? They always have one where it gets a little hairy, and they got to pull it out of the fire. It was like Waco La Vega or something. It might have been. Um, but if you don't get them then, most times you don't get another chance at them. Because yeah. they use that – their coaching staff uses that so well as a wake-up call to, like, identify the weaknesses. So Actually, you know what? In 2020, they really didn't have any close calls. They, they didn't. had a, forfeit, a COVID forfeit over yeah. Gatesville. They beat Silsby by 49, Salado by 28. China Spring by thirty eight, Wimberley by thirty one. Never mind. And Gilmer by a million. Fifty. Fifty six. Never mind. In my face. Anyway, all I say, we'll talk about the other uh, the other team that bracket here in a moment. But uh, I took DeSoto and Willis. Um you were at this game. I was. Uh this, I 
It's weird. I mean, I think Willis had the best player, and DeSoto had the better team. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. I, the game went almost exactly how I thought. Willis came out. They were fired up, and DJ Lagway, the first play of the game, busted off a 62-yard touchdown run, and and it was 17-17 late into the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, Willis on. is hanging around. But I was like, you know, I kind of looked looked over at Roach, and I just said, let's, let's see if they can – you know, kind of keep this up for for. Let's see if they can get it to halftime. Mm-hmm. And I think DeSoto scored right before the half, and then got the ball to start the third quarter and scored again, and it was pretty much over after that. Um, they just they, Willis wasn't good enough up front, mm-hmm. and DeSoto's defensive line completely dominated, and then their offensive line uh, took over, and Marvin Duffy and Tiger Ryden just. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling ran you, wild. DeSoto without Tiger Ryden was a dangerous. But in my opinion, perhaps vulnerable team with Tiger Ryden, it's hard to see them losing. Honestly, they're he's they're, they're big he's favorites. such a game changer for them. He's so important to what they do. He runs. He's so hard to tackle. Between he's he's so hard. To, he's he's a tough runner. He runs hard between the tackles. And in the fourth quarter, you just you're just tired of tackling him. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to tackle him anymore. Uh, okay, back to four division two. Uh, you took Silsby and Belleville. Woo. Let's have a dialogue, okay? Because Belleville, it was, if you didn't see, it was 61-7, Belleville wins. <laughs> I'm not sure it was that close. <laughs> Let's have a dialogue. Um, if it weren't for Carthage, we'd be talking about Belleville as the prohibitive favorite to win the title, right? Yes. They've been, this was their, this was, Be- this was Belleville's moment right this here. is their they, coming out party yeah and like i've been i've been on that train for a minute to be clear and there were some red flags of silsby going into this game and, and to be, i don't think draylee miller was healthy i think he was basically a glorified decoy out mm-hmm. there um but i don't think it would have mattered i, no. I think 100 percent draylee miller it doesn't matter no i think belleville just completely obliterated silsby um that defensive line with dj sanders dj sanders dude dude he's just ragdolling kids dj sanders is an alien I'm. He's playing 4A football. He he looks like Warren Sapp. Yeah, it's a good comp there. He's he's yeah, he's a freak show. It's it's it's. I think Belleville. Because right because the state championship game. So so right now it's it's not a done deal. They got to play who they play this week. Uh, Jasper. Jasper. I think Jasper. Even though Silsby beat Jasper, I think Jasper matches up mm-hmm. better with Belleville than because Jasper's bigger. And Jasper's kind of figured some things out with Ty Anthony well. Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we talked about, but Kendrick Cromedy, man, that man, he's such a good coach. He's done a great um, But they are. That you're right. They match up better with them. But let's say they win that game. They should. They play Wimberley in a, in a, in a semifinal. Most probably. likely Wimberley. Most likely Wimberley. No, I'll, I'll do credit to Sinton. Great job. But I think Wimberley's a pretty uh, Wimberley's big favorite. Belleville Carthage, I am picking at Scott Surratt in a title game, but it's interesting. Different matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, Carthage, now, I don't know if they're going to get beat by a slot T team is the issue. You know, they got beat by Liberty Hill in 2018. Yeah, but it's been a minute. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carthage, since that loss to Liberty Hill, has lost, I think, one game. China Spring. The China Spring yeah. game in 2021. I think that's right. Because they've won title in 2019, 2020. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Belleville. Hello. Yeah, they, they looked great. Hello. They're, uh, College Station, Smithson Valley, I took and um, lived up to the billing. It did. The, the College Station dug themselves. It was 19 nothing mm-hmm. early, and I said, boy, Smithson Valley is going to run away with this thing. And Smithson Valley finally started, like, they, they hit some big plays to Freddie DuBose. You talked about how they hadn't really been using them all that much. Mm-hmm. 
they started like targeting him in a big way, and it, and it paid off. For yeah, him. I, don't, I don't. I didn't watch this game, just following it. I don't know if Smithson Valley just kind of sat on their lead, or College Station, you know, made some plays and made it close. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, they made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, credit to them for for, for the rally. Uh, I, just, I just think they dug themselves too. But you know, you can't dig yourself a nineteen nothing hole against Smithson Valley. Just the, the style that they play is tough. Another game you were at, you took Cibolo Steel and San Antonio Harlan. Yeah, another game that where Harlan kind of hung around for about a half, and then Steel kind of overwhelmed. Steel's very impressive. Their passing game is very impressive. Defense is opportunistic. The secondary is really good. Mm-hmm. Dante Carter and Alvin Williamson are dudes in the secondary. I, they're committed to Vanderbilt, and those are SEC programs, great SEC programs. Uh, you know, especially Vanderbilt going through a coaching change. If if I'm Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, I'm mm-hmm. calling those guys up mm-hmm. and be like, hey. Those mm-hmm. guys can play. Mm-hmm. Those two, those two DVs at Steel are really good. Do have some concerns about Steel? They struggle to run the football. Their running backs are very good. Sammy Harris and Jonathan Hatton are good running backs. Their offensive line struggled run and run blocking. That's something to watch against Dripping mm-hmm. Springs. We might be talking about that game a little later. Uh, I took Paradise and Bushland, uh, which was a lower scoring affair than I thought it would be. But credit to Paradise and their defense. Yeah, little Austin Iglesias got a, got an injury in this game. Mm-hmm. He played, but he was not running. Mm-hmm. He was basically limited to a pocket passer, which he did fine. I think he threw for two sixty and three yeah. touchdowns, but his running was not used. Uh, that's something to watch when they play Brock this week because yeah. they, they need they need hundred percent Austin Iglesias to beat Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh and North Shore, okay. Uh, concerns about North Shore. Number one, Caleb Bailey played. Yes, he did. Caleb, <laughs> breaking. Would Caleb Bailey. He, Caleb Bailey is not dead. I would say he played. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is a way to put it. He participated because <laughs> we. It was so funny. We, we had oh, he's got just got cramps. To, oh, he's got a torn ACL. I'm like, well, those are completely different injuries, there, guys. I need I need a little bit more than that. And I was like, well, you might. At this point, he's probably dead. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. So he did play, and I literally ex- exclaimed in the press box, "Hey guys, Caleb Bailey's alive. He's playing." <laughs> um, and North Shore, a complete. This this was a com- this was probably, in my opinion, not yeah. to ask Willie Gaston this, but just looking at the box score. And I watched. We so I had I had this game on in the press box. I turned it off in the second quarter. It was over. It was over. It was twenty eight three or something. It was over. That this was a complete dominant performance from the North Shore Mustangs. The the kind of performance that we had been waiting to see in the playoffs, and I think it eliminates some of the concerns we had about North Shore and their two first two playoff games where they kind of sleptwalked for yeah decent portions. Well, of and especially games. now heading into another huge game this week. Correct. So, yeah, uh, I took. Uh, can I read that? Uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I took, oh, Montgomery Lake Creek, Creek and Port Nature's Groves, which ended up being a heater. Yeah, it ended up being a great game. Uh, Lake Creek, had, uh, credit to them, they had stomach for the fight. They, mm-hmm. they, they were ready to get down and dirty with, uh, with um, you know, with uh, PNG. PNG. And they, they, they hung in there and, and played them tough. You so. want to just do this on the air? Hold on. Ward's yeah. walking in. Here. We're going to listen to it. No, in here. Okay, now he's getting up. Ward Fasold, our friend from our friend from Inside High School Sports. We're waiting on him. He's getting a magazine. You're listening to live coverage. And by live, I mean on tape of Met Step grabbing Wizzy. Ward Fasold. He's getting a magazine. He's already got it. This is going great. People, people, people pay for this podcast. This is great. I'm not editing this out. I'm not editing this out. 
Hey, dude. Say hi on Tep and Step. Just say hello. Yo. What's happening? There you go. Hello. Yeah, you're <laughs> we're recording, right. recording the podcast. Bye, Ward. Bye, Ward. Later, Wade. Um, <laughs> Ward Soul just came in to get a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball, which is a great magazine. You should subscribe and get one. Um, anyway. Which, you, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be getting should. Texas Basketball. Um, I, was, I mean, I was very impressed with PNG. I think that <clears throat> they are they're healthy at the right time and I think right now right side of that bracket they gotta be the favorite right I think so Huntsville this week which great story from Huntsville unbelievable dude yeah lose by 29 three weeks ago and then they reverse the whip and throw them into the turnbuckle incredible but anyway PNG good win for them you took Lorena and Columbus and you're a you're a soothsayer a little bit. I, I picked Columbus I, to win yeah. the game, but I thought this would be a – Lorraine is the hottest team in Texas right now. Oh, yeah. And at first, they were down 14 nothing, and I'm like, boy, you know, what's what's going on here? Is Columbus going to run away from this thing? And then all of a sudden, they, they rattle off 42 straight. Lorraine just – Braylon Henry has he's, been unbelievable. He's a monster. You know, and he – I got you know you know his dad was like a star running back at Lorena for their last state, for their 1987 state championship team. I didn't know. Like that. there's some great there's some crazy parallels with that uh, wild Braylon Henry and his dad John Henry who I believe is the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Yeah, John Henry is a so man. That is I mean they are rolling right now and uh, we may be talking about their game coming up here in a minute too. Mm-hmm. And finally, I took Benjamin and Jayton. Benjamin it ended up not being what we thought it would. Benjamin kind of. Uh, they allayed some of the defensive concerns that we've had. Uh, they came up with a couple of stops and kind of pulled away from Jaden and, and Grayson Rigdon does Grayson Rigdon things. And so now Benjamin through to the state semifinals. So there you have it. There is your regional final or regional semifinal recap. Unless were there other games? We mentioned Randall and Huntsville. That one's kind of wild. Um, Brownsville Veterans Memorial, dude. Uh, completely off our radar. Yeah. Uh, PSJ North turned the ball over eight times. No, I didn't see that. Just gonna, if you're if you're gonna have that many turnovers, you're just not gonna. It doesn't matter who you're playing, and they just eight times. Yeah, yeah. So credit to Brownsville vets. They mm-hmm. they were ready. They 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 had it. They they played a chip on their shoulder. No one was talking about them. They went into PSJ North's house and spanked them. They did. Maybe in, for my money, the most shocking result I agree. of the weekend. I agree. I, I thought PSJ North was going to cruise into a matchup with Miller this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I thought yeah. I like it was t- completely off my radar. I thought I thought the fact that Brownsville Vets knocked off Corpus Christi Vets was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, wow. Hey, that's a nice win for JC Ramirez in his first year. Like that's a great feather in the cap. Now they're the first Brownsville ISD team ever to play in December." Or that's not true. Coach Ramirez said that they played a third round game at one point in um, in December. Yeah, and I think Hannah Yeah. a long time ago may have when there was one less round, may have played in a regional final yeah. or something. But it's it's a remarkable story what he's done. First year coach, man, done a great job there. Um, trying to think of anything else that really caught. All right, there are a couple near misses. Albany caught a near miss against Munster. Might talk about their game here in a moment. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun week. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else jumped off the page at me. Uh, Coppell Cowboys. We can talk about it. Do we need uh, the defense fin- like the f- defense finally gave way. It was something that the defense in the fir- first couple of weeks was a, was a trouble spot. They shorted up. The last couple of weeks it had shown some some vulnerabilities, and Byron Nelson took advantage of it. Congrats, congrats to them. How about Lancaster? How about fourth place Lancaster? 
rallying from a 24-10 halftime deficit to kick a last-second field goal to beat Longview and break break the Lobos' hearts. It's amazing. Yeah, so, great great win for Leon Paul. To great co- by their coaching staff to 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 build Lancaster back up. They were they were left for dead by a lot of people after that mm-hmm. mid-season kind of swoon. They were. I want to say they were one and four, one and mm-hmm. five at one point, mm-hmm. and and now they're yeah. they're a team you don't want to see. But you know it's one of those things. That's why that's why you just need to take it to the dance. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's your regional semifinal recap. Now it's time for our regional final game draft. It's presented by our friends at Community Coffee, who support and celebrate the thriving communities at the heart of Texas high school football. Community Coffee, strong as our roots. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step. That's weird, but hi. Uh, here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth, selecting games we're most interested in. Once it's picked, it's off the board. We go five rounds, uh, and then we'll hear where, where Step's going. So it's a it's a five round game draft. Did a coin flip for the show. Step won the coin flip, which means he gets pick one one of the final game draft of the year. Final game draft till August. Uh, Matt Step, cherish your, it. What is your first pick of the last draft? A lot of good games. 44 is, games. There are a lot of good games. 44 games, uh, including, by the way, if you're interested in this kind of thing, I don't know if I'm going to take one, but um, our first, we'll punch our first four tickets at AT&T. Six-man. Six-man football is play, doing semifinals. I'm going to go 7.30 Friday night in Forney at Citibank Stadium as the 12-0 Winsboro Red Raiders mm. take on the 13-0 Malakoff Tigers in the 3A Division One Region Two Championship game. And I think before the playoffs started, when we looked at the brackets, this this is we had mm-hmm. these two lined up in a collision course to play each other, and it's worked out. And both teams come in clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Winsboro had quietly maybe the, one of the most impressive wins of the weekend. That's a good Whitney team that they just obliterated. Yes, they did. Seventy-two to seventeen, uh, beating Whitney. That's that was a Whitney team that was eleven and one going into that game. Um, Forty-five points in the first half from Winsboro. Kyler Finney continues Dude, Kyler to put up monster numbers. So good. Three hundred forty yards passing, two touchdowns, seventy-one yards rushing in a touchdown. Winsboro had seven hundred and ten yards of offense in this. Jesus, game. just just demolished Whitney. Uh, very impressive. Malakoff might have been more impressive, maybe not when you look at the scoreline, but considering the quality of opponent they played mm-hmm. and the fact that they did it, they've done it twice this year. Malakoff has beaten Grandview badly twice this year. A good, a good Grandview team. Were those Grandview's only two losses of the year? Yes. Wow. Grandview went eleven and two this year with both losses to Malakoff. Both lopsided losses yeah. to Malakoff. A uh, forty-two to seven win for Malakoff over over the Zebras. Um, and you know zebras missed it's zebra yeah my wife my my wife uh, from south africa would say uh, zebras that's the proper freaking. pronunciation mm-hmm. by the way my wife she went and had high tea today she had afternoon tea she rocks unbelievable i'm on your, so I'm, on your I'm on your wife's side uh chauncey hog huge game on both sides of the ball he had 110 yards rushing three touchdowns he had an interception on the defensive side of the ball Mike Jones, 134 yards passing in a touchdown, 84 yards rushing in a touchdown. He also had an interception on the defensive side of the ball. Complete domination from the Malakoff Tigers. This Malakoff beat Winsboro in the area around the playoffs last year, so there is some familiarity with these two teams. They, they played in the area around the playoffs. Malakoff won. Winsboro's had this one circled. Malakoff's looking to get back to the semifinals to take down Brock. I think this is going to be an absolute classic. These two teams are evenly matched on paper. Mm-hmm. Strength on strength here. I'm giving the edge to Malakoff 
playoff experience is is there. And I think Malakoff, good defense. I think their defense is a little bit better than Winsboro, and I think Malakoff's team speed edge is going to be the key in this game. I think that I think that you're right. I think that Malakoff probably has a little bit of the edge defensively in a game where, by the way, stops might be at a premium. I mean, there's there's a couple different ways this game could go, in the sense of. If both offenses can diagnose quickly, then we could get into a real shootout. And we could get into a real, like, firefight back and forth. Um, but both these defenses have been pretty good as well. It is a really intriguing matchup. I think I, I agree with you. I think the team speed from, from Winsboro, or I'm sorry, from Malakoff is the difference. But there's an argument to be made that Malakoff's got, or I'm sorry, that Winsboro's got the single best player in Finney. And so, how much of a of a factor uh, does he play in this one? That's mm-hmm. a really it's it, there's a ton of intrigue in that one in that in that region one final there in three division one and boy, I'm trying to think of how they match up with Brock because I think Bro- I, I'm not picking Brock Paradise. I don't know if you're going to pick mm-hmm. Brock Paradise. I think Brock's your favorite in that one, um, especially if Austin Iglesias can't go or is is limited. Limited, yeah. Um, I don't know, because last year you remember all the talk about going into that t- that that regional final game. We'll talk about or the state semifinal game, which we'll talk about next week if it gets there. Was that we thought that Brock's was not going to be able to match up speed wise with Malakoff, but then they made Malakoff play in a phone like Malakoff ended up playing in a phone booth, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and you know Brock. Was and I think that's what Winsboro kind of has to do a little yeah. bit is, is keep try to contain mm-hmm. Malakoff yes. as much as you can, keep them keep their guys from getting into space and hurting. Because if Malakoff gets guys in space, they're going to hurt you. I think you're right. All right, Matthew, my first pick. Let's go. Oh, man, that's such a good week. All right. A game I'm really interested in. I'm going to go 2A. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Hawk Stadium in Iowa Park, where I believe you'll be. Yeah, so my two games, I'm, oh, I'm two, going to Winsboro Malakoff. Oh, yeah. You're going to this one, too? Yeah. As the unbeaten Albany Lions... Take on the 12 and 1 Collinsville Pirates in the 2A Division 2 Region 2 final. And this is a rematch of the Region 2 final last year, if you remember. Uh, this was a, uh, a, a matchup we had circled, we were really excited about, and Albany went out and um, absolutely smoked Collinsville. Mm-hmm. 66 to 34. And Albany hung 663 yards of offense on Collinsville last yeah. time. It was an obliteration, mm-hmm. is what it was. They 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 just knocked them off the map. Yeah, that, that's one of those games. Where the score is probably not indi- indicative of no. of the, no. the. I think it was like 49-14 at half. Yeah. It was over. It was yeah. Jover. Let's talk about Collinsville. Let's talk about one man in particular, because the Logan Jenkins show. Is I'm jealous you get to be front row. Well, here's my question: What are you going to do if hypothetically Collinsville wins and Sunray wins next week? Oh, dude! And they play in the semifinals. Oh my god, I Collinsville! Don't, I don't wh- know. What a quarterback matchup! Oh my god, I don't know. But Collinsville quarterback Logan Jenkins has thrown for 4,800 yards and 65 touchdowns on the year. He's completing 73% of his passes. That seems good. His receivers, Colin Barnes, Rylan Newman, have been outstanding. Now, for Albany, offensively, they're all about balance. 
Adam Hill, their running back, is their star, but they need Chip Chambers, their quarterback, to be effective as well. That's they they are they are predicated on having balance offensively. They've got to have both working. Now, last week, Albany had been mowing down people, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. clobbering fools week in week out until last week, where Albany gets into a real fist fight with Munster. Yes. Now the defense stood on its head and came up with big plays and they ended up you know stacking it in the in the left-hand column which is that's the only the only question they Survive in advance, right? The only question they ask is whether or not you have more points yeah. than their your opponent and they did. But Munster was throwing into the end zone for the win at the on I believe on the final snap yeah, or like in the fi- at least in the final minute. And this is a Munster team that that is, they're in the same district as Collinsville, and Collinsville handled them pretty easily, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Yes. So if you are looking for, for that, then you're saying, oh, well, okay, is there, is there a little bit of a, I don't want to say a red flag, but that was that's the first t- sign of vulnerability we've seen from mm-hmm. Albany. Yeah, since early in the year. So what if, because this Collinsville defense has been good. They're giving about 19 points a game. They've been good. Mm-hmm. What happens if the Albany offense can't get back online? And and this is certainly a better offense than Munster was. I like yes. Luke Carney and company there at, at, at Munster, but this is a better offense. So Munster team is very young, mm-hmm. very very. This is a call. This is a Collinsville team that's been through it, has a ton of experience. I'm I'm okay. I'm picking Albany. Okay. Okay. Picking Albany. Going with the champs. Going with the champs. The champions advantage that somebody's got to knock them off. Rick Flair theory. I am really intrigued by this one, and I this is if you want to if you want to say upset watch or whatever, I think you're within your rights to mm-hmm. say upset watch in this one because I think there is a lot. It's it's really interesting. I'm really interested to see how this game shakes out. So keep an eye on that one, Albany and Collinsville. Just letting you know, I think I think Albany could be in for a real tussle this week. Yes. Um. I'll give you a little preview to my, my written article. Uh-huh. I'm picking Collinsville to win this game. How about that? Going with the upset. Look at you. Look at you. I understand it. I, I absolutely understand it. They have mm-hmm. been excellent all year long, and Logan Jenkins is the most dynamic player on the field. But I do think that Albany Albany has a way of slowing down your best weapon. Mm-hmm. If they're able to do that, then they'll survive in advance. But it's a fascinating ballgame. What's your second pick, Matthew? I'm going to go 7 o'clock Friday night at Tarleton Memorial Stadium in Stephenville. In a rescheduled game, right? No. Oh. No, you're, you're right. You're thinking I'm of sorry. Timson Garrison. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Timson Garrison. We may, we may talk about that one later. Mm. As the Abilene Eagles take on the Alito Bearcats for the 5A Division One Region One Championship. Speaking of upset watch. Yes. Here's a fun fact. that These two teams have a combined 18 state championships. It's got to be. It's a record. I don't. I can't think of any UIL playoff game that's had two teams play with eighteen state championships. I mean, yeah, Stephenville Salina last week, but that's fourteen. They have fourteen. 14. Mm-hmm. Eighteen state. That's Alito has eleven. Abilene has seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think for the most part, these two teams in region. These have been the top two teams in region one this yes. year. And I think Abilene High. This is their best season since twenty eleven. Very quietly putting together. A, uh, Mike Fullen's ball club's put together a really quality season this year um tough defense that that's opportunistic forces turnovers and their offense has been big play big play heavy and they've come up with timely big plays time after time they last week they for the first i'd say 
20, 22 minutes of that game last week against Northwest, it looked like Alito was going to, Abilene was going to run away with it. Mm-hmm. They jump out to a 20 to nothing lead on Northwest, and it looks like they're going to cruise. And Northwest kind of fights back and, and, and makes it a game. Abilene hangs on for a, a, 20, a solid 27 to 16 mm-hmm. win. Chad Lara, 117 yards and a touchdown. Rylan Bradford, the big play receiver with 106 yards and a touchdown. Abilene, I would say workmanlike. Not near as impressive as last week's win over Denton Ryan, but still a very impressive win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alito, on the other hand, first two playoff games, closer than expected. And I thought last week this was one of their best games of the year. They they looked – the machine was Mm -hmm. online last week. They drilled Red Oak 59-30. That's a, that was a 12-0 Red Oak team that Alito took to the woodshed mm-hmm. and beat him by 24. This it is wasn't a, that close. No. This is a complete domination from Alito. Uh, Ray Singulary, 190 yards and four touchdowns. Definitely his best game of the year. The two sophomores, Guillory and the sophomore tight end, Caden Finley. That name rings the bell. It's the son of Jermichael Finley, former Texas tight end from Dieball. Getting old. 161 yards receiving and two touchdowns as well. Um, House Haney had a great game. Um this Alito Alito offense is big play, mm-hmm. dynamic talent across the They're board. They're home run hitters. Yes. If you're going to beat Alito, I think you got to got to attack their defensive line where they're young and inexperienced, and you got to make Haney uncomfortable mm-hmm. and make them one dimensional and try to make Haney uh, get him off his spot. Don't let him sit in the pocket and pick you apart. I don't know if Abilene can do that. I think the the path for Abilene to pull the upset. I think they're, Alito's going to have to put the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. The Abilene's got to force some turnovers, which they can do. They've done it all year. But I think the only way they win this game, if it's a straight-up game, I think Alito wins. Mm-hmm. They're just too talented. I think Abilene's going to need to for, makes force some Alito mistakes, either uncharacteristic penalties to get them off schedule or some turnovers to swing the momentum of the game. It's going to be a big crowd at Tarleton. Both these fan bases travel really well. It's going to be a big crowd, a fun atmosphere. I like Alito, but it's gonna be a close. It's gonna be a closer than it's be a pretty close game. I'd say I'm gonna take Alito by 13, and that's basically a one score game with Alito putting it putting it away late. But there is a path to victory for there, Abilene. There is, and, and I can see an Abilene win if things break right. And this is the first time we can say that since probably. I mean, when's the last time we thought Alito was in trouble in a game? I mean, they were in trouble against Denton Ryan, but yeah, I don't think but, we but thought that going, pregame going into the game. Going into the game. When's the last time? Um, uh, Longview last year in the mm-hmm. semifinals? Yep. So it's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. And Alito's probably been favored in every game since then, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. Yeah. I think you're right. And, and they're favored in this one, but I think you're right. Aveline has a number of the ingredients you need to beat Alito. Mm-hmm. They've just got to execute and probably catch a couple breaks. That's sure. the way it works. Yeah. So it's a fascinating game, and and for Abilene, an opportunity to to really you want to talk about setting the world on fire and getting everybody mm. talking about it. Here's your opportunity. All right, Matthew. For my second pick, I'm gonna go seven o'clock Friday night at the Ishmael Johnson Memorial Stadium. I'm sorry, Bobcat Stadium <laughs> in Liberty Hill. I'm sorry, in in, in St. Marcus. As, Liberty, Liberty Hill's playing there, though. As the Liberty Hill Panthers take on the San Antonio Piper Warriors. And a moment for Komal ISD. Buddy, mm-hmm. nobody's having a better year than Komal ISD. Nope. They've got three teams alive for in the regional finals. 
with Smithson Valley in 5 AD1, with Piper here in 5 AD2, and mm-hmm. then Davenport in 5 AD, in 4 AD1. Kamal ISD is alive to win three state championships. They are. Indeed. It is it's been a remarkable year for them. We knew they were they were talent rich, but this is different level. You got to see Piper. I did. I got to see them. I called the game with with Craig Way on Valley Sports mm-hmm. uh, against Alamo Heights. Buddy, that offense is real. Yeah. F apostrophe real. Good offensive line, good quarterback. That, Jake South can spin it, man. Jake Sp- South can spin it, and they threw a ton of different coverages at him. They tried to confuse him. Mm-hmm. And they were running cover zero. They were running cover one. They were co- run, running shell. They were running everything back there. And Jake South, call him as you please. Like, he made one mistake. And Michael Terry <laughs> he made him pay took for it, it back. Michael, that kid. Michael holy Terry. cow. Yeah, Michael Terry's unbelievable. He's yeah. unbelievable. But besides that, they can throw it. They got two great receivers in Strachan and um, Isaiah Champagne. Uh, and, and Isaiah Champagne mm-hmm. both of which are awesome. And that running back, that John Hamilton. He runs tough. Man. He's, he's tough. He's, he's a little water bug. Yeah. Boy, he was fun to watch. Their offense is legit. Yeah. They're taking on Liberty Hill, where the name of the game is never about offense. The name of the game is all about what you can do on defense, specifically mm-hmm. against that slot team. Yep. Ben Carter, Noah Long, they're deep, they're off, their slot team is rolling. This is, we talked about it at the beginning of the playoffs, that Liberty Hill is the highest variance team in, the, in all of the postseason, I think. Agreed. All the postseason. Them or Lancaster, right? Yeah. Uh, the highest variance team. We could have seen them losing in the first round. And we can see them playing for a state championship. Absolutely. Right, right now, they're a lot closer to one than the other. They are. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice win for Liberty Hill last week over Flower Bluff. Absolutely. I thought they were toast. I thought they were toast, plain and simple. I thought but, this was the year Flower Bluff. Flyer, they've had Flower Bluff's number, and I thought Flower Bluff might get them. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 Sure enough. Now, this is a rematch. This is a district game. It is. Back in, actually, week 11. So it's the second time in a month they're playing. And Piper won it 33-23 at Liberty Hill. Very impressive win. That, Very that, that impressive. was the one that said, okay, Piper's for real. And the thing about that that makes me think that Piper can do it again is that they diagnosed Liberty Hill's slot T. To hold Liberty Hill to 23 points is pretty impressive. Really impressive. Like, if, this, if that was a 65-49 game... Yeah. I'd have a I'd have a very different mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. about this, but the fact that they essentially just played kind of a boring ass game against Liberty Hill. Yeah. Well, and the fact I think it's a huge edge for them to see Liberty Hill again so quickly. Yes, you know they saw him four four weeks ago. So that the lot the, a lot of the the the, the got to be very disciplined to play the slot T, and you have to be able to defeat blocks early and disrupt time disrupt the timing of the offense. Mm-hmm. Piper's. A lot of those coaching points are still going to be fresh in those kids' minds. And I think they're going to, you know, Liberty Hill's going to throw some different wrinkles at them probably. But I think a lot of the base coaching points are going to be there for Piper. And that, that's a big edge to play that offense twice in four weeks. And I also think that Piper is going to be able to, like, this Liberty Hill defense can be had. Like, they've, they've. Liberty Hill's never been out. I mean, in this run of the past 15 years or so, when they've had mm-hmm. great teams, they've maybe a couple of their early state championship teams in, in 4A, 3A mm-hmm. were pretty good defensively. But this Liberty Hill recently, in, especially in 5A, has not been yeah. 
locked down to they, they've they've had to win on the strength of shootouts most of the time. Uh, it's a fascinating game, but man, buddy, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think San Antonio Piper's going to play in a state semifinal. Yeah, <laughs> which is wild. And they may not be the only second year program playing in a state semifinal. There could be others. Mm-hmm. Stay There's tuned. A couple others. Yeah. I guess we'll find out later in this podcast or not. I don't know. I or don't when know. you read the preview or watch the picks video. One watch of the two. Picks video. Please consume our content. What's your third pick, Matthew? <clears throat> It's the craziest game still on the board. 7 o'clock Friday at Georgetown ISD Athletic Complex. Mm-hmm. Another district rematch. A lot of rematch. The rematch theme is heavy this week. It is. There's like 11? There's a lot, yeah. The Franklin Lions at 12-1 and one take on the hottest team in the state of Texas, the 11-2 and two Lorena Leopards. And uh, I think there's no question that this year, 2023, the, the power in 3A Division One. In, in, is in 11-3A Division One. Yes. It's not just in Region 3. It is State. in 11 3 Three of the four regional final, regional semifinals were from this district. Uh-huh. Uh, Franklin took out district rival Little River Academy for the second time last week, uh, 52-27. to uh, Just a ho-hum night for the Franklin Lions. Uh, 402 yards rushing, Jaden Jackson. You know, 217 yards rushing, three touchdowns. And, you know, he threw a touchdown pass as well on a trick play. So just, just just dudes being dudes out there, you know, having fun. Can I just tell you something? Sure. Like now, you go back to our predictions at the beginning of the playoffs, and none of us picked Franklin to even win their region. We all had Columbus. And now, like, if I tell you, hey, I'm from the future, Franklin wins three straight, you go, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Absolutely. I think we all – and Columbus – yeah. Uh, up until this week, they they had done nothing to make us think absolutely. They were. So I, I, you know, we we just all liked Columbus, but it's one of those deals where you get all you always get nervous when we when we're unanimous on. A I'm pick telling or. you because everyone because it's one of those things that people are going to think that means we're sure, and it's like we're not sure about anything, man. Especially not in that region. With, no, with Lorena and Franklin right there. It, 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 any it, of those three teams winning the region would not have shocked. There me. are regions. There are regions where the unanimity does mean certainty. Mm-hmm. All due respect, we just got done talking about their game, but Alito in Region One of Five yeah. A Division One, mm-hmm. Gunner in Three A Division Two, Region Two, Canadian. right? Yeah. Canadian, mm-hmm. not like not up for debate. Those yeah. are those are that's sure. But this is an example where we all pick Columbus, but that just makes me go, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. there's too many there's too many wild cards, and and, and now we're we're coming into a wild card because the wild card has been Lorena's just stopped. They've decided to stop effing around. Yeah, Lorena's been unbelievable. Um, and they ended Franklin's winning streak on October 20th. I think mm-hmm. I want to say Franklin won 38 in a row or mm-hmm. something crazy. It's 38. Uh, Lorena beat them 52 to 49 on October 20th. And last week they go haul off and beat Columbus, the number one team in the state, 42-21, in dominant fashion. Mm-hmm. And Braylon Henry is just having. I mean, most people before the year talked about Lorena and Jaden Porter, the Baylor commit. Mm-hmm. Braylon Henry's been the best player on Lorena's team this year. Mm-hmm. The running back, whose dad is a Texas high school Hall of Famer, uh, John Henry, who played at Baylor, led Lorena to a state championship in the late 80s. Uh, Braylon's bringing back a lot of memories of, of, his, of his pops here. Um, he has 41 touchdowns on the year and five touchdowns or more in four of the last five games. Jeez. He's just, he's just unbelievable. He's on a heater. He tied his dad's school record for touchdowns in a season with 41 touchdowns. He likely is going to break it this week if he just finds the end zone once. And it's just – but Lorena's defense, I mean, mm-hmm. to hold Columbus to, to f- basically no points for the middle part of that football game, impressive. Mm-hmm. That being said, Uh-oh. there's an old adage. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat a good team twice. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. 
And these two teams, to me, on paper, are so evenly matched. I'm going to go with the odds. This is a coin flip football game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the odds, and I'm going to take Franklin in literally, literally a flip of the coin. I think the odds play to Franklin's favor that they're going to get revenge on Lorena and get, and get the regional title. But this is a total coin flip game. I agree. Because I do think that Franklin's defense has grown just a little bit since that first meeting. And I, I think you're right. It's a coin flip game. I think the winner of this game is going to play play at state championship. Look, yes, all due respect to Edna and Blanco. Yeah, the winner of this game is going to be a big favorite next week yes. against Region Four, and likely going to be at an AT and T. I'm going with Franklin. Maybe it's championship pedigree, and maybe it's one of those things where it's just like that. Sometimes losses come at a good time, and mm-hmm. maybe that's one of those losses that came at a good time for them. I mean, Franklin uh, won a, I mean, a lot of these seniors for Lorena were sophomores on that state championship team, so there's. There's championship pedigree all over the field. It's, that's what makes this matchup fun. It's it's a wild, wild affair. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Matt Step, my next pick. <laughs> we haven't done a 6A game yet. There's some good ones. There are some good ones. Let's go. Golly. It's a really good week. Yeah. Screw it. 2 o'clock. Saturday. Oh, there's two of them. Two o'clock Saturday. That could pick. I'm gonna go two o'clock Saturday at the field in Pflugerville as the Lake Travis Cavaliers take on the Austin Westlake Chaparrales in a 6A Division One Region Four final. And who would have guessed it, Matthew, that these two teams are gonna play in a regional final? Once, I mean, really and truly. Once, w- once Lake Travis beat Vandergrift, this was this was, I don't want to say fait accompli, mm-hmm. but it would have been a huge upset if it didn't get there. Yeah, because both these teams have just been rolling. This is a rematch, of course, of District Twenty Six Six A title game, functionally, although it wasn't because Dripping Springs beat Lake Travis too. So this is third place Lake Travis. Correct. But I'll tell you that what's happened with Lake Travis is that they have. They have taken their outstanding defense, which has been excellent all year long, Marcus Boswell, Gus Cordova, their outstanding defense, mm-hmm. and they have made some tweaks offensively that make them extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous offensively, or at least different, I should say. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Caden Leone, now playing receiver. He's a natural there, too. He looks great. He looks so good there at receiver. Uh, and it's Chaston Ditta, mm-hmm. the former receiver who was a quarterback when Caitlin was hurt. They flip-flopped, yeah. And they flip-flopped, mm-hmm. and they found a little bit of juice. A little bit more dynamic offense. A little bit yeah. more, because that's been the real, the weird thing about, about so them. weird to say this about Lake Travis. It's like defense first team. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So they are, dif- they are decidedly different than the first time they played Westlake. That they is are. not up for debate. Mm-hmm. Now, Westlake... Have not showed any sl- signs slowing down. Thirteen and zero, and their defense has been nasty. Been really good. You saw them last week against Laredo United, and that's yeah. now look. They, they're better than Laredo United. Laredo that's United not, was overmatched. They're overmatched. Mm-hmm. With that said, it's a good Laredo United offense. Atzel Chavez and company, and Westlake just yeah under just, their thumb. Yeah, it was wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. 
I think you were yeah you were about to say something. my read on this game is I, I think your point about Lake Travis being different offense mm-hmm. is rings really true because it was a close game the first time mm-hmm. they played Lake Travis hung right there with them I think the gap between Westlake and and everyone else and in, in, you know Lake Travis Dripping Springs you can just see by the scores closed this year the big question is how much better has Lake Travis gotten with the with the the change i think yes. that's the million mm-hmm. i like travis the defense is gonna hold is gonna is gonna slow westlake down they're gonna make westlake work i don't see westlake scoring 30 30 points or no. more against Lake travis so i, I think this, this is going to be a game in the 20s mm-hmm. and the question is did did Lake travis improve enough to score i think you're gonna need four touchdowns to win this football mm-hmm. game i think you gotta get to get to 28 points to win this game mm-hmm. i think that's right and i think it's gonna be a big jack kaiser game they're going to get a snoot full of Jack Kaiser. He's really good. And then Reese Wise, their quarterback. Who's sophomore. The sophomore who's mm-hmm. grown and grown as the season's gone he on. He basically wrestled the job away from Paxton mm-hmm. Land. I mean, he, you know, Paxton Land played last week as the backup. Mm-hmm. But Reese Wise was just that good. It is a fascinating game. It's hard to beat a good team twice. I do think Westlake is better than Lake Travis. That's just a, a take. I think that I think that they, they've been – I think they've, they've proven themselves to be more consistent at least. But you're right. The $64,000 question is how much better is Lake Travis with this new Dita Leon dynamic mm-hmm. than they were? But I also think that that's, that Dita Leon dynamic is not going to – there's not three weeks of tape on it. And when you've got a guy like Tony Salazar coaching for Westlake, who's a defensive genius. He's a defensive mastermind. That and now you don't have that running threat at quarterback like you have with, yes. with Leon. Not as much. So. Dita can – he's got functional mobility, but yeah. he's not a runner. Mm-hmm. Um I like Westlake. I think it's close. And I think you're right. I think it's low scoring. I think it's odd they're playing this game with the the Pafield. Not, not there's anything wrong with the Pafield, but I think it just shows. You know, Lake Travis and Westlake. Yeah, get out. I know there's a lot to do in Austin, and those fan bases are mm-hmm. are unique in a lot of ways, just because of the socioeconomic factors that they have going on over there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But man, go out there and watch those, those. You have two great football teams here. Go out there. I can remember a few years ago when Lake Travis and Westlake played. They had to play it at DKR. These are two. These are two of the eight best teams in six A. Yeah, so I'm I think it's kind that. of weird that they're playing this at a at a average size six A stadium. Know. You know, because locally, it's just you know, get out there and go, well, go and pack the I place mean, we out. Talked, we talked about it whenever they played. I think the first time about how this was when Lake Travis and Westlake. We were talking about how there's just not a lot of juice in that rivalry right now. Yeah, I think part of it is that there's been a spreading of the wealth in the Austin area too. And I think Westlake's had Lake Travis's number yes. for a few years, so I think yeah. if Lake, a Lake Travis win might spice the rivalry. I think you're. I think that's a big key. I think it's if it's if Westlake wins again, it's kind of more of the same. If Lake Travis wins, then next year whenever they play again, some juice again, it'll be juice. But so get out there and watch this game. Go go to the pack that thing out, man. Yeah. Go sell it out. It, it's great, great, great barn too. I love, I love the field all right what is your fourth pick matthew i'm gonna go in 6a as well two o'clock saturday mm-hmm. at veterans memorial stadium in pasadena I almost took this <laughs> as it is north shore to tascacita once again for the region three title and man you talk about team having another team's number <sighs> north shore has had a tascacita's number the winning streak against tascacita is up to seven in a row for the mustangs including Three times in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 2019, 2021, 2022. Uh, North Shore made it seven in a row over Tascacita earlier this year with a 61-35 to win on October 27th. I, I think it's worth mentioning, underlying this. A what win over 61 Tascacita? 61-35. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26-point win for the Mustangs. Right. Probably one of their one of North Shore's other great games they played this year was, was that. 
And North Shore's coming off their one of their best games of the year, a 45 to 9 win over Cy Fair. Uh, Caleb Bailey, who again is alive and well. <laughs> Congratulations on being alive, Caleb. Bailey. 317 yards passing, four touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown as North Shore just smushed Cy Fair. Defense was 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 outstanding. Cy Fair moved the ball between the 20s, but then just couldn't convert in the red zone. North Shore's defense was on point. It, it was just a, a, a just a stellar performance from the Mustangs there at NRG Stadium Friday afternoon. Atascacita comes in this one. That, that was a weird game against Lamar, against Lamar. They beat Lamar thirty-four to fourteen on Friday night at, at NRG. That was a zero-zero game at halftime. Now Atascacita exploded in the second half. Zion Brown had a touchdown run, touchdown pass. Tory Blaylock and Carday Mack each had rushing touchdowns, and then very, right at the end of the game, Atascacita's defense uh, scored cut, a touchdown. So what you're saying is they did the North Shore thing. Yeah, where they well, started off really slow. In the yeah, first and then half. hit the gas in the second yeah. half to to pull away thirty four to fourteen. Yeah, it was zero zero at halftime. Um, but I thought this was Atascacita's defense's best game of the year. And what Atascacita did last week that I noticed, they took Nate Kibble, their star offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He flipped over and played some offense last week. I mean, some defense last week, and they took. Um, one of their better receivers, um, not Watkins, but the, one of the other receivers, and he was playing in the secondary some last week. Tascacita's mm. starting to play their guys a little bit on both sides of the ball. They're trying to get their best guys in the field. And it made a difference. Tascacita's mm-hmm. defense looked lively. They were they were disruptive, and they did a good job against a really good Lamar offense. Now, the level of difficulty goes up by about three notches this week going against this North Shore offense. Willie Gaston gets in his bag as a play caller, and North Shore, the weapons they have with Bailey, you know, said, you know, DeAndre Hardiman, um, Barnes at receiver, DeBlanc at receiver. DeBlanc, the, DeBlanc has, like, he's a difference maker. He, as a three, it's unfair. Yeah, he's a difference maker. And so they've just got weapons galore out wide. North Shore's offense is, is really, really good. If there's a way, if, if you're nitpicking on North Shore, the, the, the question is going to be up front. They're good up front on both sides of the ball, but they're not elite on, up front on both sides of the ball. That's the, the million-dollar question. I think this is – a big part of this is mental. Like when Atascacita plays North Shore, I think there's a mental block there. I think I, I think this game is going to come down to can Atascacita stay in this game at halftime. Mm-hmm. If it's a game at halftime, this is going to come down to the wire. Because the Tascacita is talented enough to beat North Shore. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, this isn't a talent issue at this point with the Tascacita. No, no. It's a, can, can we just get over the hump and beat North Shore? If North Shore's up by two touchdowns at the half, it's probably... It's Jover. Yeah. But if Tascacita's in it, and they drag North Shore into a fight, a four-quarter fight, I think I think you, you got something here. So keep an eye on this game. Uh, two o'clock. That, that's gonna. They played at Pasadena last year. Pasadena Memorial Stadium is a nice stadium. It seats about thirteen thousand. I think it's a good sized stadium. It was packed last year. They played. It's gonna be a full house. A fun, fun atmosphere there in Southeast Houston. So uh, get your tickets now. And if you can't, it'll be on Texan Live. This is the third straight year they played in the regional final. Okay. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. They play in the regular season. North Shore wins 31-21. And the playoffs, they win 44-20. So they went from a 10-point win to a 24-point win. Do you remember last year? It was 16-13 North Shore. in the region. I think that was maybe David. That was touchdown day's first start at quarterback. And then in the playoffs, it was Mm 38-7. These margins don't get smaller. 
is what I'm saying. Yeah. These margins don't get smaller historically. Mm-hmm. So something would have to change historically for Atascacita to win this game. And that's why I think North Shore is going to win. All right, time for my fourth pick. I am going to go 7.30 p.m. Friday night. God, there's so many good games. At Birdville Fine Arts and Athletic Complex in North Richland Hills for a 4A Division I Region Two final between the Stephenville Yellow Jackets and the Anna Coyotes in a matchup of which team will get into my Menchies more? Because, <laughs> boy, do these fans want to know why I hate Anna and I hate Stephenville. Clearly you do. I've heard it from both fan bases. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, and, and what makes this interesting is that I think this game is one of the hardest to call in the state this week. I really do. Stephenville and Anna is a fascinating ball game. And you want to talk about... Um, well, here you go. Here is, a, here is a true fact, Matthew, that I can ch- share with you. Okay. Both Stephenville and Anna won their regional semifinal games by four points. Hashtag facts. So, you know, exactly the same in every way. <laughs> <laughs> Anna beats Panther Creek 42-38 to 38 as Zyandre Williams hits Jacob Emmers in what powers powers in our slack because i think he was at this game Mm -hmm. he said that might be the play of the year like all things i need to read i need to i need to find a video i've got video of it i'll send it to you please do it is a in fact you know what i'll send it to you right now i'll put in i'll put in slack for you um it is a it's a shocking play because jacob emmers decidedly not open (laughs) Like, not open, but he goes up and kind of tips it to himself Mm -hmm. and hauls it in for what ends up being the game-winning touchdown with with, with 33 seconds remaining. It's a remarkable play. So, Anna escapes. Salina... Thank you for that video. You're going to watch it right now? I have to watch it right now. Let's get a live reaction from Matt Stepp. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Considering the circumstances. Uh, he was. It wasn't like he was poorly covered. No. That's good coverage in yeah. bracket coverage, basically. Yeah. There's a guy over the top of him, too. Yeah, it's a stunning It's a stunning play. Jacob Emmers, that's why he's a stu- four-star receiver. Uh, he's a stud. Stephenville went to, speaking of 0-0 games, Stephenville went to halftime with uh, Salina, I think either 3 nothing or 0-0. They're down 3 nothing at halftime. Down 3 nothing. They end up getting a touchdown on a throwback uh, trick play mm-hmm. back to Ryan Gafford, their quarterback, who scores from about 18 yards out. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they win the game 7-3 to three in a game that would make G.A. Moore smile. <laughs> like, it, you want to talk about two old-school football programs playing an old-school football game. That was as old-school as it mm-hmm. got as they mm-hmm. knock out Salina. They're defense, but that's the thing about Sterling Doty. I know I've mentioned this on this program and other programs. What I admire so much about Sterling Doty is how he has reinvented this team from the from the ground up, basically. Whole like last year they were a score sixty points a game and hope that's enough team. And this year they just won a playoff game seven to three. And their defense has been excellent all year long. This is a a real matchup of pace. 
which of the like the the Anna offense gets the Stephenville defense is the money matchup. That's the mm-hmm. that's the big mm-hmm. money matchup. The other side's really interesting too. Is can they find can Stephenville get the ground game going with Tate Maruska and company? That's a big question in this one. Uh, I want to know if they're able to if they're able to run the ball against an Anna defense that has been okay for most of the year. Yeah, but only okay. Right. This is a Panther. Uh, you know, against Panther Creek. Panther Creek was not able to run the ball all that much, but they did light them up through the air. Braxton Roberts threw for 308. So this is a really intriguing matchup. I think I like Anna. I think that I think I trust their offense to come up with a couple of plays. And I'm not sure Stephenville, it's crazy to say this. This is the second time in three picks we're saying this about a, 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 a team. It's crazy to say that I don't know if Stephenville's offense has got enough firepower. Their offense is broken right now. They only scored 20 against Dallas Carter last the week before. Mm-hmm. Only seven last week. I looked. Tate Maruska must be hurt. Tate Maruska had three carries for six yards. Yeah, so he's hurt. Obviously, he's got to be hurt, and, and that's a huge. And they only threw. They only threw for 55 yeah. yards. Yeah. I know Salon is really good on defense, but are they that good? I'm. I'm concerned about Stephenville's offense. I, I don't I don't know if they can keep up with Anna. If they win this game, if they win this game, Sterling Toadies, uh, uh, I mean, put him in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Hall of Honor. I like I like Anna in this one. It's a fascinating ball game though between Anna mm-hmm. and Stephenville. All right, what is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? <sighs> a lot of good games on the board. Yeah, I'm gonna go Friday night. Now in Nacogdoches at Homer Bryce Stadium. Yeah, yeah, there you go. As originally scheduled for Thursday night before uh, Mother Na- Mother Nature uh, decided to move this game. War, hashtag war on weather. Mm-hmm. Tepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So these coaches proactively moved the game to Friday because they didn't want to go deal with three hours of lightning delays just to come back and play Friday. So they like to let the weather pass. They're going to play Friday night in Nacogdoches, which is cool because this, this means a, this is going to be a huge mm-hmm. crowd. Garrison and Timpson aren't far from Nacogdoches, and they're not far from each other. They're seven miles apart. This is an old rivalry and a district rivalry, and it's going to be fun. They met in week 11. Timpson was able to get a 35-26 win over Garrison, hard-fought win mm-hmm. for Timpson. And that's two times in a row now where Garrison's come up c- come up just short against Timpson. They've pushed Timpson. They've, they've been the team, besides Refurio, obviously, that beat mm-hmm. in the regional in the semifinal last year, that, yep. that's had their number the most. And it's, you know, JT Black, Marion Raspberry on offense, um, great great one-two punch. Their passing game is, is good enough. Garrison's a run-heavy team. They're, they're not going to air it out, but they're very efficient in their passing game. Their quarterback, Braden Davidson, is solid. He had a nice game last week. And tip, Garrison... That's a good Cooper team. Mm-hmm. Garrison dispatched them rather easily, forty-seven to twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they held the Cooper running game in check, and like I said, Raspberry had sixty-one yards rushing and a touchdown. He also had a kickoff return for a score. Black had a good game. The quarterback Davidson had a good game. Just a, a, a solid all-around effort from the Cooper Bulldogs. Timpson, if you want to talk about statements being made Jesus last week, Jesus God Almighty, Timpson took Honey Grove. And just annihilated Honeygrove. They made Honeygrove look like a fourth place team. Honeygrove's a really a top borderline top ten two A Division one team, and Timson beat him sixty eight to seven. Matt Stepp. Yes. Coming into the game last week, I don't think Honeygrove gave up sixty eight points, had they? Seventy three total for the in whole year. In twelve games, yeah. they'd given up 70, 73, and then Timson hung sixty eight on him. 
like a, a shocking performance. It was. Listen to these numbers. Uh, Terry Bussey, he had 273 yards passing, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 66 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he also had a pick six. Just Terry Bussey just doing. Sure. Doing Terry Bussey things. J.J. Garner returned from injury. And J.J. Garner had 145 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 171 yards receiving in three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he returned to fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Just shocking how yeah. good Timson was last week. If Timson's firing on all cylinders and playing like that, there's no one in 2A Division One that can beat him. Correct. That is, a cor- that is correct. If, if Bussey and Garner are going to do that, and like I said, Timson, how scary would they be if they had all their bullets in their gun? If they had their other stud yeah. who's not, not with the team at the moment because of off-field things, they had Vosky Howard. How good would they be at this point? They're unbelievable. They mm-hmm. are so talented. Mm-hmm. But Garrison is a tough matchup for them because Garrison plays a different style. They're athletic enough to keep up, and they'll just hold on to the football mm-hmm. and keep Timpson off the field. And those are the kind of teams that, that have given Timpson some trouble. Mm-hmm. They got the ace in the hole, though. They have it's helped. hard to beat a good team twice, and I've said it, and I picked Franklin over Lorena because of that. But Timpson's got that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Terry Bussey is letting those guys lose right now. Mm-mm. And and he may not let them lose the rest of the year. He may he may he may put them on his back and win a state championship. I think Terry Bussey's got some magic in him and late in the game he pulls it out. Timpson wins a close one. This is gonna be an absolute absolute slugfest. I'm fired up for this game. I think it's I think it's gonna be worth the price of admission. Be a fun matchup there, Timpson Garrison. And and yeah, I think that I think that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not ready to start making big, bold, declarative statements because I want to see what happens in the Region 4 final. Because mm-hmm. what was the Ganado-Refurio game the first time they played? Refurio won, but I want to say it was... Ganado kept it kept it close for a while, yeah. I want to say. Hang on. For some Live reason, I have 30-13 to 13 in my head, but that's Live not coverage right. Coverage of me looking at the Refurio-Ganado score from the regular season. They're playing Thursday night in Victoria. Yeah. Thirty to seven. Okay, I did. I was close. So it was competitive-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. But I think Timpson Garrison's going to be a heater. I think you're right. My final pick, Matthew. Six o'clock Friday night at Memorial Stadium in Wichita Falls. Let's get weird. <laughs> it's Canyon West Plains in their second varsity mm-hmm. season. Another second-year program taking on the reigning, the reigning. Regional champion from a year ago in Glenrose. And let me tell you something, folks. We had Glenrose so dead and buried earlier this year. Just like throw all sorts of dirt on them. Just don't even think about it. Because remember, one and four. They were one and four. And their one win was like a close win over Gatesville. One point win. All due respect to Gatesville, who did who was a second round playoff Mm -hmm. team this year. But they were one and four. Okay. Well, now they've won eight straight, including last week over Seminole, 48-34. And they're back, they're back doing that thing again where their offense, which is, which is very young, they graduated super-duper-duper-duper heavy. Mm-hmm. Their offense is very young. Are you seeing what this junior quarterback, Canyon Evans, is doing? Dude, he's figured it out. 3,865 yards and 42 touchdowns. Now, now, 
There isn't. There is a but. He's thrown 16 picks. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. But the offense has figured it out. Yes, they've figured it out. They've got a couple of a big uh, wide receiver, Josiah Grainweg, on the outside, who's been lighting it up. Their offense is back to doing Glenn Rose things. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a big test in a second-year varsity program in Canyon West Plains through to their first-ever regional final because, of course, they are. And this West Plains team last week against Monahans and my boy Chino, Chino Navarrete, they pulled away and they looked good doing it. Reed Macon, their quarterback, was excellent. Jordy Hernandez, their running back, had 100 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. I was undefeated Monahans team mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I, what I'm most impressed with is I thought their defense played really well in that game. 21 points to Monahans is, is an achievement. Yes. That's an achievement. That's where I think I think this is that's the difference here. I think West Plains' defense is the difference, and they get a couple more stops on Glen Rose than vice versa. I had a coach in Region 1 tell me, from a good Region 1 team, he – he before the playoffs, he said, "I think you're right on West Plains. They're going to win the region." Mm-hmm. And they played West Plains, mm-hmm. and they got beat by West Plains. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, they they got dudes." I mean, they're West Plains in essence. Do you remember when Katie Pato won state mm-hmm. a couple years ago? They were basically a six A school playing five mm-hmm. A. West Plains is a Division one school playing a division. They got they've got twelve hundred kids in that building right mm-hmm. now. They've got Division one numbers. This is not your average run of the mill four A Region one four A Division two team. They no. are. No, they've got dudes. They're, they've got dudes, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens against Glen Rose um, on Friday night in Wichita Falls. So there you have it. There is your final game draft of the year. Step took Winsboro, Malakoff, Abilene, Alito, Franklin, Lorena, North Shore, Tascosa, and Timpson Garrison. I took Albany, Collinsville, Piper, Liberty Hill, Lake Travis, Westlake, Stephenville, Anna, and uh, West Plains and Glen Rose. So there you have it. There's your there's your there's your game draft. You there you go. Um, uh, apologies to let's see other games that we didn't get to. Um, South Lake Carroll and Byron Nelson. Yep, is fun. Another rematch and interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Summer Creek and Hightower. I could be talked into. I think Summer Creek's the favorite. But it's my Saturday game. I could be talked. I've had three bangers this week. You do. The heaters only. Cibolo Steel and Dripping Springs. Very intriguing. Uh, can drip? Can Cibolo Steel? Like it's Austin versus San Antonio. Can Cibolo Steel find a way to, to run the ball against Dripping Springs? Mm-hmm. Um, Corpus Christi Miller Brownsville. That's interesting. It's interesting. It's in Brownsville. It's in That's going to be a nutso atmosphere. It is. Sam Stadium. If you've never been to Sam Stadium, it's like, number one, it's really close to the border. It's mm-hmm. like right near the, the checkpoint there. And it's in, an, it's in an old neighborhood. There's not a lot of parking there. Sam Stadium seats about 10-5, and apparently the bands are going to be on the track, so they're going to – there's going to be about 11,000 in the stadium for that one. It's going to be a nutso atmosphere. Do you realize we didn't take South Oak Cliff Lovejoy? Yeah. Parker Livingstone's back. Is he really? Confirmed. It's interesting. This is the year for Love. If Lovejoy's going to do it, it's this year. It's this year. It's this week. They match up. They mm-hmm. they seem to match up. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. That's really about the the big ones. Uh, matchup of unbeaten between Jacksboro and Gunner. Jacksboro won a wild one over Holiday. Yeah. Game of the week. Just I don't know if Gunner, I think this yeah. is. Yeah, I think this is the end Although Gunner, Comanche... Coach Joaquin Escobar's called the fact that Gunner won forty-five to nothing. They're like, man, Comanche played him close. They did absolutely. That's, that's how dom- dominant Gunner's been. Uh, Stratford and Holly, uh, really interesting game um, the, between those two. 
And yeah, I think that's probably about it. Uh, Gilmer Carthage as a rematch of a tw- the 2020 state championship game. I think the only question with this game for me is going to be, does, does Carthage have any hangover from that yeah. just absolute street fight they big, were in last week? Big emotional week win, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I think that's about it. I'm looking up and down the, the scoreboard here. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, my beloved Sunray Bobcats. They got a, they got themselves a tussle this week against Clarendon though. Clarendon, Lyrics. great win last well, they, week. They, Clarendon started the year zero and three under first year head coach Aaron Wampler. They were learning a completely new offense because they were very they were in the I formation, very run heavy, and, and Wampler's a spread guy. And it took them a little while to get get you. They've won ten in a row mm-hmm. and have looked good doing it. That was a really nice win for them last week over Groover. And then Fall City Chilton's interesting. Fall City Chilton's really interesting. Chilton uh, took it to Granger last week, uh, and Fall City. Great win over Bremond, twenty-one twenty. Yeah, but Chilton, Chilton lost to Granger in the regular season and just punted them into the sun. They had a receipt, absolutely. Okay, so tell people where you're going this week. Yeah, uh, Thursday night I plan on being at Iowa Park for Collinsville and Albany. Should be a great one. Uh, Friday night I'll be in Forney as Winsboro and Malakoff do battle, mm-hmm. and Saturday I will mosey on down to Houston for just one game. Only place to do a doubleheader this week. If you, if you want to see two games on Saturday, Choctaw Stadium is a place to be. I personally did not want to deal with the traffic at Choctaw because Texas and Oklahoma State are playing the Big 12 championship mm-hmm. earlier in the day over there, so I didn't want to deal with all that. So I'm going to go to Houston and watch uh, Humble Summer Creek and Fort Bend Hightower. Good game. Um, I'm going to be uh, on halftime. So uh, Bally is doing um – I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'll say it anyway. South Lake Carroll and Byron Nelson. It'll be the game Saturday night leading into scoreboard. I'll be on halftime and then uh, and then into the, uh, the the game on score uh, into scoreboard that night. So they were you able to say? Did you say which game? Uh, it's South Lake Carroll and Byron Nelson. Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, Saturday night. So kind of the same schedule. You're gonna yeah, same thing. Except I won't be on the call. They they trust that they're giving to the adults. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think that's and it. And then next week we uh, we'll preview. We'll go in all twenty games. I think we'll go in chronological order like we normally do. We'll give you a viewing guide. Okay. Thursday, we'll, we'll start do. Thursday. We'll Thursday early game to Saturday late. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then it's and then and then we'll talk about Bob. We're going to Bob's next week, right? Oh, yeah, we are, dude. It's a week from week from Wednesday. Yeah. I'm like fasting. It's going to go. great. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Seth, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tep and Stuff.